It's so wonderful to be here. It's been a very, very busy week. And, you know, Tuesday night we got to be part of a prayer meeting in Newark, Texas, of course, with our pastors and, um, and uh, all of those different things. It was a wild night, praise the Lord. But you were all here. Thank you for praying here. And, of course, we were there. It was a very, very, very powerful time of prayer. And we just give God praise for his leadership this morning. Amen. Because he's doing a great thing. Hallelujah. Remember in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 6. Remember there were a couple of people that tried to get Nehemiah to come off the wall. And Nehemiah knew that they meant to do him wrong. So he stayed on the wall and he said, I can't come to you because I'm doing a great work and I don't want to come to the plain of Ono. Well, I declared May 2015 that me and my family were not going to have any more Onos in our lives. I want you just to shout that out. I'm not going to have any more Onos in my life. Since that time and since the leading of the Lord telling us that the enemy is going to do everything that he can to get you to come off the wall. Not just me, but the church. I'm talking about the body of Christ. And he says, you're going to have to keep yourself seated. Ephesians chapter 2. And no matter what, what comes, you're going to have to remain seated in Christ. Far above all principalities and powers, rulers of darkness. Yeah. I knew something was coming. I didn't know what was coming. Of course, we just thought it was the election, all of those different things, because, you know, it's election mania in the United States. I mean, now the midterms are over, and we're on now to the presidential elections and all of those different things. It just never stops. <laughs> and so you wonder why we need to pray. First and foremost, we pray for sanity. Can I have a big amen? glory to God, but it never stops. But praise the Lord. We've been given a word, and the word was, no matter what comes, I want you all to hear this. No matter what comes, you must never relinquish your place of authority. We were given the birthright of becoming the children of Almighty God. We were given an inheritance that sealed us as the sons and daughters of the Most High. Satan hates it. He hates your potential and never wants you to find it. Forgive my throat. I've been singing and shouting and praising and praying. When two people stand before me to get married, they stand before God and before a minister. I always say to them that if there's anyone that could break up this union, it would be Satan. Give him no room. Give him no room. In the days to come, you must not give Satan any room. You must walk with discernment like you've never done. That's why we pray for people like Jake. 
That's why we pray for my brother, Dana. That's why we pray for you. So that in the day of battle, you'll not be found wanting. This preach is better and my Irish broke. I feel a bit of Mr. Wallace wanting to rise in me from Scotland. But I'll try my best to stay a little oaky. Because I believe the bisons are rising. It was a huge thing for my family to come to America. I wish I could say it was for the dream. It actually was a nightmare when I arrived. I used to read stories about Joseph and being put in a pit and being rejected by his brothers and of course my faith background and my faith undergirding is like that well nothing like that would ever happen to me and you find yourself in situations that these things are absolutely happening to you and so God when God shows up with the word Nehemiah 6 and I know it's an old word now because we need something new right you know, we, we need something new to keep everybody pepping, pepping along, you know. We just, we need a new word. Not so fast. Because the word of the Lord was, and it burns within me, do not come off the wall. And you must never forget that how bad it looks, or how lousy you feel, or how insignificant you feel that in God you are doing a great work for the prestige of things it would have been easier for Nehemiah to just go see some ballot and Tobias that would have been the easiest thing to do what can it hurt I mean after all we're all in this together but Nehemiah was told from the Lord to build a wall that was his assignment and for Sambalat and Tobias to come and try to get him away from the wall good discernment and interpretation of what was trying to happen I had voices that would come to me and say go back to Ireland I had people prophesy over me in a room one night that I knew were privy to information and they sat me in a chair and they began to prophesy over me and say go back to Ireland 
Well, it's all in the Bible. How the enemy loves to do things like that. And will even take the best of people at times, undiscerningly, from their own wisdom, naturally, and prophesy wrongly. It's called prophesying out of your soul or out of knowledge that was acquired and that is better now for this to happen rather than this. So what these people thought was it would be better if Karn and myself would go back to Ireland with our tail between our legs and all would be well. But I'm not that type of person. We'll say that again. I'm not that type of person. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm not that type of person either. How many people's ever heard of the fighting Irish? Let me see your hand. I don't lie down at the first hurdle, ladies and gentlemen. You get up and you dust yourself off and you run on. Even if you feel embarrassed, you keep going. The enemy will throw everything he has at you to get you to stop. I would have voices come to me in the night after that. And they would say things like, Go home to Ireland. You missed it. I had another brother come to me a couple of years later, and he said, Pastor, I need your help. He said, I have these voices coming to me telling me to go back to a country that I came from. And I recognized those voices. And I said, oh, you don't need to listen to those voices because those voices want you out of the way. Uh, I want you to declare it. I'm not going nowhere in the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm going to say it again. I'm not going nowhere. So I want you to go to Nehemiah 6 and I know some of you are tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not tired of it because I see it. I see the workings of the enemy. He's hard at work. And he wants to have the church abdicate. Step down from authority. And just do what everybody wants. They've taken Nehemiah out of my Bible. I'm so over in this. Find me, Nehemiah. Lift your hands to the Lord. I'm speaking to somebody. Days of discernment have come upon us. And it is imperative that we, even in the local church, learn that 
to have a service like this is a privilege and not just by right. For things are changing in all of our lives in an honor and a respect of my house is coming back to the body of what it means to be instructed of the Lord, to hear from one that is a tongue of a pen of a ready writer, a disciple, one who was taught of the Lord. You will see in this day and hour a change come. A soberness will start to operate in you. Even some of you will start to see this in your children. And wisdom will start to come out of your children. And you will think, where did they get that? Because you will know they did not get that from you. But here it comes. Stay on the wall. I knew that the enemy was going to throw everything at the church that he could and would. I knew emotionally that we were going to be completely berated, strung out. I knew by Daniel 7:25, three things that the enemy was going to try and do. He was going to try and weary the saints. He was going to try and get the mouths of the saints to speak against God. And he was going to try and pervert the times. Because if he can't stop the event, then he's going to try and change the times. Now I know for some that this is a very different type of style of ministering and all of those different things, but if you listen to me, at the Spirit of God through me, it will truly help you. Over this last seven years, you have been given opportunities to stay in the spirit and to work out of your spirit man. You've been given long periods of time, even some not working, even during the COVID pandemic. You were given lots of time to secure Sucker, undergird, strengthen your hearts. You're given lots of time to get free from anger, offenses. You were given lots of time, and I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying this, you were given lots of time to grow your ear to my voice and to grow in discernment. Because what the enemy is trying to do now is just try to get the church to go back to the way she was even before COVID ever happened. Business as usual. But it's not business as usual. 
It seems that everybody and their dog knows that it's a different world that we live in except the church. That we try constantly to just do what we do and hoping that something else will happen. But you know that that is insanity. To keep doing what you've always done, not getting results. <laughs> Something has to change. I want you to shout it out. I have to change. Now, this is not a hard message. It's a life message. It's life that wants to emanate from your inner mind, your inner being, and wants to hold you in time from the eternal realms of God's plan and purpose. The Spirit of Christ that lives within you is there not just to make you happy. He's there to instruct you, to lead you, to guide you, to reveal to you, to show you, to let you see what other people can't see, to let you hear what other people's not hearing. And sometimes it may be a lonely walk going forward and you may look like you're the odd man out and you may look like you're the only one that's hearing it, but I can guarantee you you're not. I was in meetings this week and very privileged to be there. And I would just sit there and, you know, Pastor Karam would dump me in the arm a couple of times, several times, many times, and say, you know, see, you're not so crazy after all. <laughs> it would be easy for me just to go around the world doing meetings everywhere. But that's not what the Lord asked me to do. The Lord asked me to create a hub for his spirit to move. To create a hub for his spirit to move. And this morning, the word of the Lord to you is that it is time to walk in the wisdom from above. Things are coming at you to derail you, to dethrone you, to deceit you. Things are coming after you to get you out of working in your spirit by the Holy Spirit. The enemy wants you to be so feeling oriented. And there's nothing wrong with feelings. We all love them. But when it comes to the operations of God and the eternal purposes of God, feelings are very low in his perspective. It's okay to feel happy, feel sad, feel all, but you can't feel what a law wants to do. 
And what we need to do is we need to work with the laws of the Spirit. Regardless of how we feel, regardless of what we're seeing, regardless of what we're hearing, regardless of what's going on. I'm the first that will weep at the drop of a hat. I, I can feel with the best of you. But when it comes to the operations and the workings and the plans and the purposes of God, nothing in that realm works by feeling. It's all laws. If you work the law, you'll get the reward. If you break the law, you'll also get the reward. But by just trying to operate in God by feeling, you may miss it in that realm. You can get it right, but you could get it wrong because that is where the enemy loves to work. And so the instruction of the Lord came to me and has come to me many, many, many years is that I am to fortify my spirit man. Scripture says this. We can get you all these scriptures. Just let me talk to you. Scripture says this, that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength was too small. It's not talking about your you know, like me, your beautiful physique. Look at your neighbor and say, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not talking about how much you can lift, how much you can stand under pressure. Because there's many people that have been able to work their wills over the years, even naturally. And they become so, like, willful. They won't break. But that's not what we're talking about in God. We're talking about a spirit man. A spirit man that is fortified by the Word of God. Everything is upheld by the Word of God. What the enemy wants you to do is he wants you to step out of that, come off the wall, step out of your seat, come down into the realm of your soul and try to work this thing out, just like Symbalat and Tobias. Let's read Nehemiah 6. Now when Symbalat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left in it, although at that time I had not set up the doors and the gates, Sambalat and Geshem sent to me, saying, Come, let us meet together in one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they intended to do me harm. I want you to underline that. I want you to never forget this. They intended to do me harm. And I sent messengers to them, saying, I am doing a great work. I mean, my... I mean, so, like, full of himself. The audacity that he would even say something like that. Well, I believe it's time for the body of Christ to start using stuff like this. Is that I'm not coming down to that anymore. I'm staying on the seat of authority in the name of Jesus, so that I can rule and reign as a king in this life. 
not people subject to me, but spirits subject to me. We'll say that again. Not people subject to me, but spirits. Say this with me. I have authority. I have been given the power of attorney over all the power of the enemy. How many people receive that right there? Over all the power. Say it again. Over all the power. Come on, say it like you mean it. Over all the power of the enemy. So who rules and reigns in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Now I'm going to ask you one more time. Who rules and reigns in Tulsa, Oklahoma? So we're not under the circumstance. We're over the circumstance. Amen. We're not the ones here that's being wagged. Can I have a big amen? The Bible tells us that we're the head and not the tail. His plan was never for us to be beneath. His plan was for us in Christ to take our seat so that with Christ living in us the hope of glory, the wisdom, 1 Corinthians 1.30, made unto us, Jesus made unto us wisdom, would sit within us in the throne of our hearts. And Jesus by the Spirit, would rule things from there. That meaning the Bible says is that you would know what to say when you need to say it. First John 2 says you would have an unction from the Holy One and you would know all things. So here's Nehemiah in the Old Testament and he's already discerning that these people do not mean good for me. I declare over you that as you go through these next months and years, that you will be able to discern who is for you and who is against you. Who has been sent by God and who has been sent by the enemy. Like, ladies and gentlemen, this is a good word this morning. How many people receive it? Let me see your hands. Because as God will send people to you, Satan also will send people to you. And I, as your pastor, take authority over flattery that wants to come and rob you of your destiny. Smooth tongues that want to tell you everything that you want to hear in your flesh that denies the work of the Spirit its proper advantage in your lives. That is the best word that you've heard all year. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I got delivered from anger this year. Tell someone else and say, I got delivered from offense this year. How many people believe that was a good confession? How many people say it actually happened? Hallelujah. That was so funny that, you know, uh, Dana was saying that he didn't like me asking everybody to lift their hands and all of those different things. There's other people like that as well, Dana. They let me know, you know. I don't, I don't really like the way that you do this, you know. But yet, and I look at him. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Just, just suck it up, everybody. Amen. Just, 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 just suck it up. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going somewhere really good. Hallelujah. Amen. So look at this, but they intended to do me harm. And I sent messengers back to them. I love this. I am doing a good work and cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave to come down to you? They sent to me four times this way. 
I mean, they were persistent. How many people know that the enemy is persistent in getting you out of the plan of God? He'll even bring you better offers. <laughs> Look at you near and say, I'm not taking the bait for nothing. They sent me four times this way, and I answered them as before. And then Sanballat sent a servant to me again the fifth time with an open letter. In other words, Satan won't hesitate to go public on you. So don't be afraid of a little dirt flying around. Just know that you have the vacuum of the Holy Ghost living in the inside of you. And no evil shall befall you. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it's not coming near you. I believe this with all my heart. Come on, shut it out. The mud won't stick. Come on, say it again, the mud won't stick. Come on, shut it out, the mud won't stick. Anyway, come on, it's nobody's business, ladies and gentlemen. What God has put in your heart is beautiful between you and Him. And it's a plan, amen, it's a plan that is necessary and it's a plan that needs to come to pass. And why is the enemy taking so much care and so much time to try and stop you, derail you, shut you up, shut you down, coming to you time after time? My God, just when you thought no one else could come with any more discouragement and someone else shows up. Just when you think that nothing else could happen, something else negatively begins to happen. Well, it is the enemy. He wants to put the pressure on you so badly that you want to just throw in the towel. But I'm declaring over you today in this season that we are in, you will never throw in the towel. Come on, shut it out. I will never throw in the towel. Well, you have no idea what's coming against my, my business, Pastor. I'm telling you, oh my God, you're about to become more wealthy than what you've ever become in the name of Jesus. Amen. The enemy is trying to stop you. But oh, the enemy thrusts sorely at me. But in the name of the Lord, I cut him off. Psalm 118. Shut it out. I guess I'm going to make it after all. Someone would say, has he nothing else that he could preach? I've heard this so many times. Oh, it's getting good. I'm, get, I'm getting to growling now, guys. This is... Oh. God did not send me to Oklahoma so I could sit here just, you know, and just, you know, praise the Lord, isn't it? I mean, it's just amazing what the Lord is doing and everything's falling apart. I'm so tired of people telling me it's amazing what the Lord is doing. And I tell you, it looks like a runaway. Listen, there was no way in Oklahoma. I can just tell you right now, as pastor and as a church in Oklahoma, what the enemy meant in the midterms for Oklahoma was not going to happen. 
I'm just going to tell you flat right now. It wasn't going to happen. And I'm telling you through prayer, intercessions, and the word of the Lord, and standing strong on a wall and saying, it's not going to work out the way that they're saying. Even when it looked like the numbers were going the wrong way, I said, I know him that holds everything in his hands in the name of Jesus. And the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And he turns the water courses in the direction that they need to go. And I had a word from the Lord, from Jeannie Wilkerson, way back then, amen, the roll call of the, of the United States of America that said that Oklahoma would be among those states that would vote for Jesus in the affirmative in the end days. And I want you to shut it out. I believe it in the name of Jesus. Come on, shut it out. I believe. Then, oh my God, he's walking down the aisle. Now, what's, what's, what's he going to do? Well, I'm looking for some response. Because I believe a move of God's happening in Oklahoma. I believe a sweeping move of his spirit is happening in Oklahoma. In the name of Jesus, Tulsa, Oklahoma, you haven't heard of anything yet. You may have had a great move of the Spirit, but it's nothing compared to what's about to happen. In the name of Jesus, my God, the best has yet to come. I declare it, the best has yet to come. I declare it, the best has yet to come. Now, if you're going to shout, you might as well shout. Are you ready? One, two, three, shout. You may take your seats. The devil's getting nervous now. You know why I do what I do? Because the word of the Lord to me was, I want, I want you to mobilize and activate the, the saints. And so I can't come in here and just give just a little message and just say, oh, y'all just amazing and, and oh, praise the Lord, you know, and uh, we're just going to, you know, we're just going to have cornhole after church and we're just going to. You say, well, Pastor Paul, he's always, he's always walking around. Look at how he struts around. I mean, he's always looking for a fight. No, I, I actually am not always looking for a fight, but it seems that a fight is always looking for me. <laughs> I've 14 years in anti-terrorism in Northern Ireland. I saw things that people would never see. Did things that hopefully people would never have to do. I can't come out of that and just be like, I can't come out of that and just be completely civilianized. I remember a prophetess, Rosemary McCauley in Northern Ireland, speaking over me all those years ago. The authority that you have in the natural is the authority that you have in the spiritual. And how you have seen things done in the natural is how you're going to see things done in the spiritual. And I thought to myself, oh my God, what is ahead of me? And I've sat in meetings where everyone is just being so nice. And I want to get up like a bull. 
And I just want to knock over China. I just want to get, I, I just, that might have been prophetic right there. Knock over China. <laughs> We're holding this thing in time. In the name of Jesus, the restraining order of the church. We speak to Rosemary McCauley in the spirit. You rise up. She you a week ago up. had a stroke. Rise up it's from cut your off her mouth. It's rise cut off her mouth. Woman of God. Rise up, woman of God. Shut up, Rosemary shall live. <laughs> well, if you're looking for a normal church, you haven't found it yet. But if you're looking for something that can help you get out of hell and get into heaven, if you're looking for a place that can get you out of the word of man and into the word of the Lord, if you're looking for a place that can get you out of your soulish hell and get you into working with the spirit of the Lord you've just found it somebody give the Lord praise come on give him praise give him praise you may take you may take your seats Let's just keep, keep going another couple of minutes. Lock the doors, please. <laughs> then Sambalat sent his servant the fifth time with an open letter. And in it was written, it is reported, my God, it is reported enough to instill fear in you. What am I being accused of now? among the nations and Gishmu says it. Who says it? Gishmu. That you and the Jews plan to re rebel, therefore you are building the wall that you may be their king according to the report. Now who was it sent them here to build the wall? The king. Who was it they got the letter from to build the wall? The king. <laughs> Who was it that helped them get the provisions to build the wall? I rest my case. Also, you have set up prophets to announce concerning you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah, and now this will be reported to the Persian king. So come now and let us take counsel together. Relentless. I wish we as the church would be as relentless with the truth. I replied to him, please forgive me. I'm sorry for breathing and I will crawl into my hole by midnight. Well, that's what the church does. As you have no idea what's come against me. Well, welcome to the club. 
Do you think that the Lord is going to give you billions on a silver platter without having to go through some things? God's not doing it. But the devil is not going to let you head on like a runaway train with the glory. He's going to oppose you at every turn. And the more you withstand him, the greater threat you become to him. And you become known as one that I have no room in. Satan has to tell his buddies, I, I don't know, I've been trying to get an inroads in there a while, but he doesn't give me any foothold. I've had my guys on Paul Brady for a while, and man, I'm just, I'm just not getting a good grip. I'm not getting a good foothold. He just refuses to open a door for me. How many people receive that today? <laughs> I replied to him, verse 8, no such things as you say have been done. Man, look at the boldness. You are inventing them out of your own heart and mind. I pray to God that you that have grown children, talk to your children about this stuff. Or you leave them wide open. You leave them wide open. I talk to mine about this. Look at this. No such things as you say have been done. You are inventing them out of your own heart and mind. For they will, for they all wanted to frighten us, thinking their hands will be so weak that the work will not be done. But look at this. But now, strengthen my hands. I want you to write that in somewhere today. My hands are strengthened. Then we will read on here, and then I'll let you go. I went into the house of Shemaiah, son of Deliah, the son of Methetabal, who was shut up. He said, let us meet together in the house of God. Now we're even at the temple. Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple, and let us shut the doors of the temple. For they are coming to kill you. At night they are coming to kill you. Verse 11. But I said, Should such a man as I flee? Man, I love this Nehemiah. I want you to say this. I am going nowhere. Should such a man as I flee, and what man such as I could go into the temple where only the priests are allowed to go and yet live? I will not go in. And behold, I saw that God had not sent him. This is amazing. I declare supernatural discernment over your lives. In the name of Jesus. For this season, this day that we're living in, 
that you will know what is of God and what is not. I pray you receive this, that you will know what is God and what is not. And just because you have done things the same way forever does not mean to say that you have to do the same thing again. You must be led by the Spirit. That one gentleman just got it right up there. Y'all doing okay? You enjoying this today? And behold, I saw that God had not sent him, but he made this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Symbalat had hired him. I want you to speak this over your life. My gift is not for sale. He was hired that I should be made afraid and do as he said and sin, that they might have matter for an evil report with which to taunt and reproach me. My God, think on Tobiah and Symbalat according to these their works, and on the prophetess Noadiah, and the rest of the prophets who would have put me in fear. When I told you about that little club, two or three men that wanted to prophesy so wrongly over Karn and myself, I knew. The love of God burned in my heart. And all I could think of was, I feel so sorry for them. I feel so sorry for them. Because they will have to live with the reward of their falsehood. I have learned, even with the prophetic, to treat it holy. When it comes to people's lives, holy. And to never forget that I am just a mouthpiece. And that when I actually do believe that I am speaking for God, as God would speak, that a reverential fear should accompany it every single time. Because what I'm about to do is to possibly either for the good or for the bad influence a person's life. How many people understand this? Now, some people think I'm against a lot of it. I'm not. I don't despise it in any way. But what I would ask you to do is to bring the whole prophetic into the fear and admonition of the Lord. That when you treat each other wholly unto the Lord, then you'll know. I can't get away from this. I have to give you this. How God works with me mostly is national, global. The word of the Lord will come to me through much prayer. 
for the local body, for the greater body, for nations, and for the world. I don't always get words for people. Maybe that's my fault. But I hold you in such regard that if I ever was to put, and God says, and the fear of the Lord accompanies that. And not God's reputation hangs on that, but mine. How many people understand that? So please don't ever say that I'm not for anything. I'm for it all. But when a person becomes so precious to you, and an accountability comes, as a pastor to his flock, I want to guard you, protect you. I spend hours working with God for you, praying over your lives on your behalf. And if something's going to be spoken into your life, I want it to be accuracy of what God is saying so that you can wage a warfare that when the enemy comes against you to stop you how are you Pastor Jane it's so nice to see you this is Pastor Jane uh, ministers in London the United Kingdom is this your family member or friend family sister we so bless you. Stretch your hands towards her. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this precious handmaiden, Father. I thank you, Father God, for your hand upon her life and what you've actually asked her to do. And Father God, we just right now stand with her in those things, Father God, that you are requiring of her. That, Father, she did not come to this house today just by a choice and a decision, but she came by the leading and the unction of the Spirit in obedience to follow you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, we strengthen her hands. We, Father God, strengthen her resolve. Some things that the Lord has been talking to you about, even in this room today, you're hearing it over and over, and it's verifying and violating validating and you've seen things that you said oh lord i don't know about that and yet it's the right the lord you are seeing correctly so no says the spirit of the lord that i am aligning things just as i said i would and come on everybody in jesus name that as you return you will see things differently you will hear things differently and it will be different because you are going back differently to what you came in the name of jesus but so much of what the lord has been speaking to you about is being verified and validated within your spirit and you know that you can just like what i said over my sister now wage a warfare and fight that good fight of faith in jesus precious name you were rise a couple of psalms you were called 
called to rise up like a hybrid and a new breed in the name of Jesus. Not just the hallmarks of one camp, but the hallmarks of other camps in the name of Jesus. And that you will bring that, that which could not walk together, together. And I hear it. And that is what's being fought right now in the name of Jesus. But you will see the fruit of this because your tree has grown strong. Your roots have went deep and you will see the strength of what I've done begin to emerge in this next short season says the Spirit of the Lord and everyone around you will begin to see that my hand has become stronger upon you because of the choices that you have made. Come on everybody! What time is that? Is that 12 minutes past 12? Forgive me. I was, I was completely oblivious to the time. Oh, lift your hands to the Lord. I was completely oblivious to the time. The last time I looked at the clock, it was something like 22 after 11. I felt like, where did the time go? This is precious Chuck Weimer and his wife, Dee. Stretch your hands towards them. They ministered in Tuesday night. Stand. Just stand. From Massachusetts. Oh, but get ready. The States. Wait. And God has placed within you the ability to run and not grow weary. And you will never faint. And just when you think you can't go another moment, this surge of the anointing. Please wait with us just two minutes. Please don't move. This is holy unto the Lord. The children's ministers can wait. Lift your hands all over the room. You will see what I've said come to pass. If you will go with me and walk with me and push into those things that you've heard. Stay on the wall and withstand the enemy with everything that I have placed within you. Nehemiah was no great person. He was just simply someone that obeyed me and chose to do what I said could be done. And the favor that was upon him showed and revealed to him that I was with him and others saw it too. And during the day and an hour, says the Spirit of the Lord, that people are going to start seeing that the Lord is actually with you. Just like it was seen of Joseph. Because the Lord was with him. And this opposition that has come against many, you will start to see it fall before you. Because it cannot withstand the obedience that wants to come through you. 
Do not come off the wall and do not come out of your seat for nothing. And you send a message to the enemy that you and your house are advancing and will never retreat. Worship him right now. I don't care. You have to say it. I don't care what comes. Should it be financial? Should it be physical? Should it be whatever relational? This is why the Spirit of the Lord is speaking this wisdom from above. Because in this time and this season, you're going to start to see things change physically, relationally, and financially. Wisdom is coming in all three areas. And where you used to know what, you, you didn't know what to do. In this season, the Spirit of the Lord will rise up and come upon you. And it will be that you know exactly what to do. You know exactly how to do it and you know exactly where it needs to be done where do you see what begins to happen to you physically because the strength of God is coming to help you in the name of Jesus where do you see what begins to happen relationally because God has not only brought you in alignment with some but there are others that he is bringing to align you with so that things can be done says the spirit of the Lord But it is wisdom that is going to help you accomplish these things. So just because it may not be popular does not mean to say that it's not me, says the Spirit. So lock in, belt up, and no matter what comes to try and knock you out of your seat, you won't be moved for nothing. Come on, reverence the Lord with me right now. We have to get back to the reverential place of God. That's the fear of the Lord. And it will hold you in a time of compromise. Come on, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Bless him, bless him, bless him. We speak strength over the children's ministers. Mercy upon them, Father. Hallelujah. Well, say this with me, I receive. Now I see, now I hear, and now I do. In Jesus' precious name.